Welcome to the show, and we welcome back to our show Peter McQuillan from the Northampton Arts Council because we want you to know about First Night and what is happening here in Northampton. We also have with us in the studio Wallace Field, who will be performing at First Night and will be performing in the studio live for us this morning as well. Let me start with this really insightful, hard-hitting, difficult question, if I might, Peter. Ready? Okay. I don't mean to take your Tell us about First Night. Thanks for having me, Bill. Here we are. Yes, First Night Northampton. We're looking forward to it. For those who aren't familiar, it's Northampton's 12-hour New Year's Eve festival. Um, we're going to be right in the heart of downtown Northampton at over 22 venues. Um, you can see us at many classic places like the Academy of Music, 33 Holly, the Parlor Room, and also many pop-up spaces in our churches, such as Edwards Church, Memorial Hall, Unitarian, First Churches, other places like the AP Gallery, Downtown Sounds, Bishop's Lounge, and up at Sage Hall as well. So it starts off with family programming during the day. Um, you can see a lot of performers, and uh, then in the evening, there's a lot of music. So a big mix all throughout the day. You can, it starts off with Show Circus Studio at the Academy of Music, a great uh, circus of kids and adults. And then um, at the end of the day, wraps up with the Suitcase Junket, at the Academy of Music with the ball raising at midnight. Also, don't miss out. The fireworks are at 6 p.m., and there's tons of performances. There's music, there's dance, there's theater, all sorts of stuff coming to downtown Northampton on New Year's Eve for first night. Let's look at the schedule, if we might, for the daytime, uh, which is, of course, family-friendly and kid-friendly. And uh, Tell us about some of those acts and performances that will be going on because there's some of the headliners... They are many of the headliners uh, here in For the For sure. Yeah, and we have some, uh, you know, some of our classic returning performers like Henry the Juggler, Tom Knight Puppets, Ed, Bo- Ed Popolarczyk's Comedy Magic and Balloon Making. Uh, there's Mad Science of Western New England doing science. You can uh, go to the Valley Flow and Juggle and go juggle at Holly Street. There's also Yo-Yo Guy, who's a great international performer, um, and we're lucky to have him at home here in Northampton, and uh, he's going to be throwing down two yo-yo sets at 33 Holly. So there's definitely a lot of stuff there. Academy of Music, you can go see the youth dance Wait showcase. a second. Stop there one second. Okay. Throwing down two yo-yo sets. Um, these <laughs> Literally. <laughs> this, is a pers- this, is, this is a person who lives in the, performing, in the performance world, throwing down two yo-yo sets. <laughs> uh, these, are, these are yo-yos. Uh, performers who like do the most amazing thing with yo-yos. You can't believe yo-yos can do these things or that they can do them with yo-yos. It's really an astounding act. I've seen it. Yeah, it's going to be wild. If you uh, want to get your face painted, you can go to AP Gallery. Uh, you know, there's the Carrie Ferguson Grumpy Time Club Band playing at First Churches in the main space. So lots to choose from for families. And uh, yeah, you can get a button just for your kids for before the fireworks. Um, so there's lots of options there as well. Yeah, a lot of music in the uh, afternoon as well. The the Happy Valley Guitar Orchestra throw down, throws down two sets, uh, as well as <laughs> the expandable brass band. I mean, there is uh, uh, Tom Knight Puppets, I think you may have mentioned, uh, and of course the, the Neils for Kids. I mean, an amazing amount of music. You must be really happy about that. Yeah, we're super psyched, and uh, you know, it all breaks at 6 for the fireworks, so... If you're in Northampton, even if you're not going to the performances, definitely check out the fireworks. It's obviously free for all. And, uh, yeah, the ball at midnight, we shut down the street. We got the Peace and Rhythm DJs who are going to be throwing down a party right in the center of Northampton, so you don't want to miss out that. The ball is on top of the Hotel Northampton. Um, yeah, we work with them every year. It's an awesome celebration, and we hope everyone joins us. You also are uh, showcasing some of my m- favorite performers in the Valley in the evening, some of my favorite music acts. Why don't you tell us about who will be performing in the evening? Yeah, we're super psyched. Um, groups you may know, like uh, the Fawns, the Soul Magnets. We got um, Tracy Grammer and Jim Henry over at the Parlor Room, many favorites. Also, uh, Khalif Neville, many may know, he's going to perform in our pop-up space at 164 Main Street. That's the former home of Birdhouse Music. We also have Peter Blanchett performing on his arch guitar at Sage Hall. That's a wonderful performance venue. 
and a great artist. Um, so you might want to check him out. Two sets well. from Peter Blanchett. Yes, Ar- arch up. guitarist extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. And at the Unitarian Society, there's Rebel and Miles J. So a little bit of reggae and then some pop music from Miles. If people don't know him, definitely check him out. He was really popular with the NHS kids when he first came, performed at first night. So we're excited about that as well. And the Neilds and Valley Jazz Voices and the Northamptons and the Klezmer. Really, what a, what a great, great lineup. It's just terrific. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We got some locals uh, from kind of our scene. Um, Lucy Cooper B. Handy is going to perform up at St. John's. Check out his music videos online, shot all around the Valley. And then another favorite, Maldivisa, will be returning for a performance there. So some great stuff from the underground one of the people who will be performing is with us here in the studio this morning, Wallace Field. You are, Wallace, a uh, local local person uh, made good. So tell us a bit about you for those of our listeners who say, okay, not sure about who this person is, but you will be in just a few minutes going to hear this extraordinary musician. But talk to us. Who are you? Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm Wallace Field. I come to you from just up the hill in Shelburne Falls where I grew up. And I've been writing songs for the past decade or so, mostly in secret, and really just started performing publicly a few years ago. What caused, well, let's just back up one sec. So you were born in Shelburne, you went to local schools? Mm-hmm. Which ones? Uh, shout out to Mohawk Trail Regional High School in UMass Amherst. A shout Amherst. out to Mohawk Regional, okay. <laughs> and you went to UMass after that? Yep, UMass. You are devoted to this part of the world. You know, I didn't ever think I'd be the person who stayed in the Valley. I don't think that's not... Uh, necessarily bad thing but here we are <laughs> no i remember i remember my daughters who could wait to leave saying what how could you grow how, how could you live in such a boring place and then they went away and they said actually you live in a pretty cool place <laughs> well i think that, you know it's it's it is really special here and to be here you know for my entire life and building roots and community here especially now in the music scene there are really special and hardworking people here that i'm so I admire so much. So you grew up playing uh, guitar and other instruments or no? No, I um, actually feel like I'm a late bloomer. I got a ukulele for my 21st birthday and started, that kind of opened up the doors of songwriting. And um, it wasn't until a few years ago when I decided to start sharing my songs publicly. And I started learning guitar um, about two years ago. So your first instrument was a ukulele? Yeah, baritone ukulele, which for anyone who's interested is a kind of a cheat guitar because it's the last four strings of a guitar. (laughs) Well, the Beatles always said and say uh, the ukulele is what they love to play with each other the most. It's an instrument that actually is, I don't know, undervalued in a lot of ways. It's a really beautiful instrument. So... You started playing on the ukulele and then picked up a guitar. What inspired, and then started writing song. What's the inspiration? What, 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 what happened in your life? I think, well, I think, you know, we were talking a little bit before this about how I studied journalism at UMass, and I haven't really, quote unquote, done anything with that degree. Except and anthropology. <laughs> and I mean, anthropology. Two, two, two fields <laughs> meant to guarantee you uh, great wealth and prosperity galore. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. But I do think the journalism degree, you know, that background. I use actually in my songwriting all of the time. I use that lens to just ask myself, what am I trying to say here? What is the story and how do I tell it? Do you mostly play, when you play publicly, uh, your mm-hmm. own your own work, your own songs, or mostly uh, do covers? I do mostly of uh, my own music, and I'm actually coming out with my debut album in March of this next year. Of next year, yeah, <laughs> yes. 2023, we're, it's we're, right around the corner. Which is just about here, yeah. So what's the... The uh, album, I take it, has a title. What is it? It's called All Costs, and it centers around pretty much the reason why I started performing in the first place was a few years back. I was going through a big breakup, and then three months later, my house caught on fire, and I lost all of my material possessions. So I really was left with a, you know, why not do what you want to do in this life and kind of just go for it? You know, you lose so much, but I gained so much, and it was just surrounded by a loving community, so... That was really the catalyst for me to start performing. Tell us the name or the title of the album again, please. It's called All Costs. All Costs. Wow. Is it it somber? Is it joyous? Is it a combination? What? I think it it kind of takes you on a whole journey, and it's definitely more of an indie rock kind of a record, but it definitely pulls from my background in folk music and, um, you know, just kind of the journey of losing love, of losing a home, and then, you know, tying it all up again and being open to 
being in love again and, and rebuilding from there. Yeah, I remember when our house burned down. Oh, and so sorry. I, it's I remember a terrible what, experience. It is. It really is. It's like losing a friend. Yeah, it's really it's sobering. And it's actually, the album is coming out on the fifth year anniversary of my house fire. Um, just to kind of, you know, five years ago seems like a lifetime. So much happens. And, you know, it's, it's a good point of reflection for me, at least. We are speaking with Wallace Field, who will be performing at 4 o'clock on first night or first afternoon at the Parlor Room. Could you play something for us? Let's sure, see. I'd love to. would appreciate that a lot. What are we going to hear? So this song, it's called Only Moon, and it's off uh, an EP that's uh, out right now, so you can listen to it later as well. <laughs> Listening to Wallace Field, known for her intimate songwriting and her haunting, and as the Valley Advocate Review put it, powerful voice reminiscent of Joan Baez. She will be performing at the Power Room, 4 o'clock on first night or first afternoon. We're going to hear more right after this break, and we'll let you know where you can pick up your first night buttons as well. Stay with us. This is Bill Newman, WHMP.
When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. Modest, very minimal increase in the police budget, largely uh, due to just regular contractual um, obligations. Holyoke is nothing like Northampton and Greenfield. The quality of life uh, issues are demographics, very, very different. So I can never compare our police departments. The challenges we have going on in our city are very, very different. 1015, 1400, and 1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. That stabbing pain in your neck that keeps you up at night. Ugh. The creaking noise you hear while climbing the stairs. Well, if you ruled out that your neck pain isn't your partner, and the creaking noise isn't the stairs, and it's your knee, maybe it's time to make an appointment with the physical therapy team at New England Orthopedic Surgeons. And at New England Orthopedic Surgeons Physical Therapy, you don't have to be a patient to set up an appointment. Whatever you need, the physical therapist at New England Orthopedic Surgeons will work with your primary care doctor to ensure you're getting the exact treatment for your injury and severity of pain. Physical therapy can be a great option if surgery isn't. Call or go online to set up your appointment today at a location near you in Northampton, East Longmeadow, Springfield, Feeding Hills, or Ludlow and get physical with New England Orthopedic Surgeons Physical Therapy. In the mood for takeout? Want to find yoga classes, music lessons, or art supplies nearby? Save 30% on full-value gift certificates to dozens of local businesses and services from Springfield to Brattleboro and everywhere in between. Whether it's a quick bite for lunch, something nice for a special occasion, or just an excuse for some good old retail therapy. Save 30% on full-value gift certificates at the Shop 30 store at whmp.com. When you shop at River Valley Co-op, you get the best local and organic produce, a butcher shop, wine and cheese shop, fresh seafood, and hundreds of bulk herbs, spices, and more. When you shop at River Valley Co-op, you create hundreds of union jobs and generate over $7 million in purchases from local farms and businesses. River Valley Co-op is your food hub, bringing you the best from around the valley and world while supporting your neighbors and local farmers. Shop River Valley Co-op in Northampton and East Hampton today. River Valley Co-op. The Western Mass Business Show with local dynamo Tara Brewster, Saturdays at 11 and Sundays at 2, only on WHMP. Brought to you by Business West. The vital business news in Western Mass is in Business West. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. We are here with Peter McClellan from the Northampton Arts Council, and we are joined in the studio as well by Wallace Field, who will be performing on first night, first afternoon, at the Parlor Room. We'll hear another song from Wallace in just a minute. First, tell us, if you would, Peter, a bit about more about first night, the logistics, uh, and some more of what is available. I think maybe we should start with how do people buy buttons, and they want to do it now, 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 today, 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 because, well, among other things, it's less expensive than buying it on the day of or the night of. This is true. Um, adult pins are priced at $20 uh, for the day of. It's $16 in advance up until Friday the 30th, so... Uh, there are two ways to do it. You can purchase your pins online and have them will call available at our first night headquarters, which will be uh, located at Thorns Marketplace on the second floor. And that's open from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. on the day of. So easy enough to go to firstnightnorthampton.com slash pins um, and buy your button online, pick it up on the day of. And a single pin opens the door to all the events. So just wear your pin on your coat and walk around again kids buttons you can get an eight dollar one and uh that's good for all day and evening for ages two to ten and then there are adults for day only which are ten bucks there are many locations you can go across the valley to go pick up your pin in person um 
First, we'll start off with our partners, Greenfield Savings Bank. You can pick up a pin in person, buy it there at any Greenfield Savings Bank location in the Valley. That's up in Turner's Falls, Greenfield, uh, South Deerfield, Shelburne Falls. Um, there's also many individual shops we'll be having them. In Williamsburg, you can go to Williamsburg Hardware, Hardware, uh, South Hadley, Odyssey Bookstore. Um, in Northampton, you can go to A to Z. Uh, East Hampton Savings Bank, Cedar Chest, Downtown Sounds. Uh, so lots of options there um, to get your bun either advance or pick it up on the day of. I'd like to just make one observation, which is that if you, listeners, were going to go to any one of these performances, you would pay more to go see and hear these performers once than you get and have available to you for 12 hours with this first night button. It's actually a, it's, it's, it's a, no, look, first, the, let's t- tell us where the money goes. And then uh, your thoughts about, it's a great deal. Yeah, so the money goes to funding arts programs in the community throughout the year, and the Arts Council is a granting organization, and we do two rounds of granting every year, one in the spring, one in the fall, and um, the money basically goes back into those funds, and uh, people can apply, um, or even our listeners can apply for uh, if they want to do an art project based in Northampton throughout the year. So that's what the money goes to. And, yeah, we do try and keep the ticket prices low so that it's accessible for all. So one other thing I think we should mention, something you have on the brochure for First Night Northampton 2023, First Night Deals. What are they? Yeah, we got some good First Night Deals if you go to Thorne's Marketplace. Um, you can go to Harold's. They're going to have some free hot chocolate uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. You can uh, go to Assemble for a tote bag. Cedar Chest is giving away free soap samples, and you can go get a mini gold disco ball at Stay Golden uh, and some deals over at Foot Beats as well. So just some little incentives. Uh, again, parking for all is free downtown except in the garage and up at Smith, but um, plenty of street parking and municipal lots for free in downtown Northampton. All the information is at firstnightnorthampton.org, so definitely uh, check us out there um, for all your details and needs. And at 4 o'clock in the parlor room will be Wallace Field, our local singer-songwriter who is making quite the name for herself up and down the valley. Would you be kind enough, Wallace, to play another song for us? Sure, I'd love to. Uh, This next one is called Breaking Promises, and it will be on the upcoming record. Told myself I never weed around for any 
take it from me my world my world keeps turning wow you are listening to Wallace Field who will be performing at the Parra Room 4 o'clock on first night I I just need to ask you because it's such an interesting story that you're not someone who grew up playing music. Were you were you a singer when you were young? Just like because the your, normal your voice chorus is... in high school. That's it. Yeah. Because <laughs> your 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 voice is an instrument. You have a beautiful, beautiful voice. Thank you so much. And did you did you teach yourself uh, guitar or did you have a mentor? Nope, all self taught. And again, I'm a late bloomer, so I I really encourage anyone if you're just interested in picking it up, like. I, th- I think I personally think everyone is an artist, so no matter what that means to you, I think you should just go out and try and see how being creative feels to you. Well, thank you. Thank you for the gifts that you bring to all of us. Wallace Field, again, will be at the Power Room on first night at 4 o'clock. Thank you so much for your music, and thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. And when we come back, we're going to be with Dr. Jane Fleischman on our segment, Sex Matters. We'll be right back. Get in on the conversation. Call 413-586-7140. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. The town of Amherst is facing allegations of inequitable distribution of funds from the American Rescue Plan Act. Members of the town's Black Business Association tell the Gazette they weren't notified about the opportunity to request ARPA money and say the process illustrates how access to financial support for black and indigenous people remains problematic. Town officials tell the paper the record shows that equity was a key factor in how ARPA funds were distributed to businesses. Police are investigating the death of a 27-year-old man on South Street in Chesterfield on Monday. Officials from the Northwestern District Attorney's Office declined to say whether foul play is suspected, but the public is not in any danger. Greenfield Mayor Roxanne Wiedegartner did not reappoint the Human Rights Commission Chair Daniel Cantor-Yellowitz, whose term is set to end this month. The mayor cited reasons for not reappointing Yellowitz, such as the six resignations from the commission that happened while he was chair. Wid Perry, another Human Rights Commissioner, was reappointed to the commission at last week's city council meeting. However, it wasn't until after the meeting the mayor notified Yellowitz he would not be reappointed, and consequently Perry made a statement supporting Yellowitz's leadership and said he would be resigning. First Night Northampton is back for the 38th year. From noon until midnight on December 31st, there will be performances from artists, including musicians, to yo-yo specialists. The night will include a fireworks display at 6.15 p.m., and the family-friendly entertainment will go all the way until midnight when Hotel Northampton has its annual ball raising. There are 95 arts and entertainment performances planned, and a single $20 pin for an adult opens the doors to every event at every venue. Hi, I'm Nick Oresco. After a chilly start, temperatures will top out in the mid-30s to right around 40 degrees with partly sunny skies. Partly cloudy tonight with lows in the low to mid-20s. I'm Nick Oresco on 101.5 WHMP. This News Minute is brought to you by our partners at Holyoke Media. Yo soy Johan Rochivega con la síntesis informativa de Holyoke Media. El Congreso pasó el viernes la aprobación final de la legislación que cambia la ley arcana que rige la certificación de una contienda presidencial, el esfuerzo más fuerte hasta ahora para evitar que se repita el impulso de Donald Trump para revertir su derrota en las elecciones de 2020. La Cámara aprobó una revisión de la ley de conteo electoral como parte de su enorme proyecto de ley de gastos de fin de año luego de que el Senado aprobara una redacción idéntica el jueves. La legislación ahora va al presidente Joe Biden para su firma. Biden elogió la inclusión de las disposiciones en el proyecto de ley de gastos en un comunicado el viernes, calificándola de acción bipartidista crítica que ayudará a garantizar que se preserve la voluntad del pueblo. Las disposiciones que modifican la ley de 1887, que durante mucho tiempo ha sido criticada por su redacción deficiente y confusa, ganaron el apoyo bipartidista y harían más difícil para los futuros perdedores presidenciales evitar el ascenso de sus enemigos como intentó hacer Trump el 6 de enero de 2021. En otras informaciones, la sesión 117 del Congreso se inauguró con el insondable asedio del Capitolio por parte de la turba del 6 de enero de 2021 y se está cerrando con referencias penales federales sin precedentes del expresidente sobre la insurrección, todo mientras se lleva a cabo una de las sesiones legislativas más importantes en la memoria reciente. En muchos sentidos, el caos del ataque al Capitolio creó una nueva coalición en el Congreso, legisladores que quieren demostrar que Estados Unidos puede gobernar. Con el presidente Joe Biden, 
Biden en la Casa Blanca, los demócratas que controlaban Washington encontraron nuevos socios en un ala del Partido Republicano, ansiosa por superar los años de Trump y las repetidas mentiras del expresidente sobre una elección robada que condujo al asedio del Capitolio. Yo soy Johan Rashi Vega y esta fue la síntesis informativa de Hollywood Media a través de WHMP. This News Minute has been brought to you by our partners at Holyoke Media. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. And this is our regular segment with our show's resident sexologist, Dr. Jane Fleischman. Doctor, what do you have for us today on your segment? Hey, Bill. For those of our listeners well, who don't know, the segment is titled Sex Matters. <laughs> you know, it's the end of the year, Bill. Did you realize that? Uh, sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're coming up on New Year's. And every month I've been here, we've covered some really fun topics. So I thought that since it's December, and because I believe in wrapping up, especially when it becomes barrier protection for sexually transmitted infections, just kidding, I'd do a wrap-up <laughs> as the end-of-year segment. So, you know, we've covered the clitoris and self-love and making time for sex. Bill, you covered the clitoris? Covered um, you know, I'd love to. I'd right. love to stay. I have another appointment. You guys carry on. Right. We'll see what happens. Natalia, we even covered queer animals, pride, That's masturbation, right. yeah. Uh, yeah. consensual non-monogamy or ethical non-monogamy, attacks on sexuality in the classroom, sexual fantasies, and one of my favorite topics: sex and aging. So I thought we'd go over some of these topics today, kind of like a final sex exam, if you will. So I was wondering if you're ready for your end-of-year quiz, you guys. End-of-year quiz, okay. Natalia Munoz is here. She is another uh, member of our distinguished class of 2022. Yes. Dan Torres, I hope you will also participate. We'll see how that works out. I didn't study for this quiz or exam, so I don't really know how I'm going to do it. Okay. Well, you know, Bill... Bill has been around a longer time than any of you, so he might actually do really well on this one. So here we go. Ready? Number one. Uh oh, the what pressure is, is on. This is, this is such an easy one. What is the main function of the clitoris? A, it helps in reproduction. B, it increases lubrication. Or C, it is purely about pleasure. Dale, uh, you need to know this. I'm going to go with uh, self-interest and therefore answer with pleasure. Yes. How do I do? Relieved. Okay. And oh, wait a second. That's really interesting. I mean, we, there's a body part that it has no particular yeah. function except yeah. to give pleasure. Well, I would so phrase it differently. Yeah, there's a body part that's totally devoted to pleasure. Thank you. It, you know, and it's interesting because it has some of the same cellular material as the penis, and yet the penis has to do many other things. I know right? you urinate through that thing. Urinate. I mean, you know, so it's the single organ. Thank you, Bill and Natalia, for getting this right. I'm so mm -hmm. proud of you, Thank you. Bill. Um, hey, I'm offended by that. I didn't even give a chance. <laughs> yeah, Dan needs to give it get a turn no, next no. time. I, I said C. I oh, watched the Discovery Channel, so oh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just think about it. It's responsible for feeling sexual sensations when it's stimulated, and it can give only one thing pleasure so good job all three of you so jake i have this? a question i have a question sure um sure because this is a class of sorts uh, are human beings the only animals that have a body part oh. devoted to pleasure i mean is that part of a oh, no. uh, part of evolution no, no, no. what a good no, question no 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 bill we're going to get to queer animals in a moment but no in fact other primates have clitorises as well And there may be other animals as well. So, yeah, Bill, we're not the only ones. We're not exclusively. Jane, Jane, yes. Jane, I have a yes. question. Why do you suppose this in our evolution, the, mm. the clitoris became mm. just, I mean, I, I'm, I, this is a question about evolutionary biology. Yes, Jane. So, mm. why do you suppose yeah. women have that? unique body part that's only that's devoted to feeling pleasure you know i'm not an evolutionary biologist but as a sexologist i would say damn are we lucky i mean i have no idea i have absolutely no idea it is a great question natalia 
Okay. <laughs> okay. So we're, we've had one question from our show's resident sexologist, Dr. Jane Fleischman. <laughs> we've all done well on that question. Maybe we should <laughs> call it a day. No, you're gonna, you're, you have more, don't you? <laughs> Bill, the next question is about masturbation. And I know Monty loved these questions, but I'm going to rely on you and Dan and Natalia. So, Dan, because I forgot about you last time, I'm going to let no, you no. answer this first. Okay. Ready? How widespread is masturbation? A, more than half of all people masturbate. B, people between the ages of 18 and 60. C, younger people masturbate more than older people. Or D, all of the above. Oh, since you added D, I'm going to have to go with D. And it's the first letter of my name. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> hey, Natalia, what do you think? What do you think? I was spacing out on the clitoris thing. <laughs> I didn't hear this question. Can you please? Okay, we're going to just skip you for now. Oh, wow. No, 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 no. We, 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 no, no. I'm this, a good student. This, this is personal best. Yeah. Give it to Natalia. Yeah. And some of our listeners might have missed the question yeah. the first time around. So yeah. back okay. to you, John, Dr. Let's Jane. Do again. Let's do it again. Ready? Ready, Natalia? Yes. More than half of all people. Yes. People between the ages of 18 and 60. Yes. People who are younger masturbate more than older people, or all of the above. The question is, how widespread is masturbation? Very. <laughs> well, and then we, then we have the independent souls who didn't like A, B, or C, and therefore they have initiated their own D. Yes, Dan Torres, you have something to add to this, I'm afraid. A. a. I'm going to go with A, too, because I don't like 16, well, 18 to 60. I bet you that's a... Wrong. That's and a wrong young, thing. Young, and then it's not younger. Than, so by process of elimination, I'm it gonna, must be A. I'm going to go with A. Yes. Well, and that's your question. And Natalia got the trick. It's D. Most people masturbate. There is nothing wrong with you if you masturbate or if you choose not to. But between the ages of 18 and 60, somewhere between 50 and 75% of women, depending on age, acknowledge masturbating regularly. And that's according to this big survey, the National Survey of Sexual Health and Behavior. But for men, Bill and Dan, the number is higher between 72 and 84% say they masturbate at least once a month, depending on their age. But nearly 84% of men aged 25 to 29, Dan, are you in that age group, engage in not. masturbation the most. <laughs> the Dan same alone. age group in women also masturbates the most. They're nearly 75%. So you can see that everybody, every age, and really that that thing of people between the ages of 18 and 60, Bill, you're absolutely right. They just didn't ask about people older than 60. It's part of their, you know, ageism of the researchers. But D was the answer. Most people masturbate. All right, true or false, how we feel about our bodies emotionally can challenge the ways we feel about our bodies when we touch ourselves. True or false? Uh, Bill, we'll start with you. I'm going to go with true because truth is always better than false. No, that's wrong. Uh, you are an ACLU lawyer. You believe in truth. Okay. Um, how about you, Dan? Um, this is no time to exercise your right to remain silent. That's it. What are my options again? <laughs> True or false? <laughs> just kidding. It's very binary. Yeah, it's very binary. And I don't really like binary. I just got to say, we can need a break away from that. No, it's true. Yes. And, and Natalia, you said true, right? Yeah. No, I didn't say true, but yes, true. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Yes. I gave her a little edge. I'm sorry. So you're right. You know, past trauma and shame, even surgeries or gender-based expectations or things that we've internalized or what our worldviews are can all affect how we feel about our bodies. And there could be areas that have been wounded and hurt, right? Not just physically, but emotionally that we just don't want to go near. So there may be areas we feel uncomfortable about based on our gender or identity, our past or orientation, or myths about a racial or ethnic backgrounds, or our age. But it's really important to remember that how we feel about our bodies emotionally can really challenge the ways we feel our, about our bodies when we want to offer ourselves what I call some self-love. So good job, everybody. Um, Thank you. Do we need to take a break, Dan? We don't need to take a break right this second, but we do in a minute. So in that minute or so, I have a question yes. for you, Dr. Jane. Mm. Oh, I love questions. Thank you. How long? No, I don't want to put it that way. What was it? No, I don't want to put it that way. <laughs> uh, when? Nope, not that's it is. This is a second career for you. What got yeah. you into sex as a field of study and expertise and oh, sex education? Bill, you know, really quickly. 
I always love talking about taboo topics. And when I retired from my public sector job at age 55, I knew I wasn't done. And I knew I wanted to make trouble, like John Lewis always said. So I thought, what better thing to do than to learn about sex, sexuality and be a sex educator? I mean, wouldn't anybody want to do that? So it just fit my personality. What was your public well. service job? I was the director of medical education and staff development at a large psychiatric hospital, mm -hmm. which was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, the patients were fantastic, really interesting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were much less crazy than a lot of the people on our executive team because, mm -hmm. you know, the patients took their meds, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and they, they did what they were supposed to be doing. And I had a, I had a great job, really fun. Is there, really hard is there a time of year where people have more sex? Like speaking about heads, for instance. Yes. Is yes. there a time of year where they have more sex and then that's why a lot of babies are born, you know, I don't know, in the fall or yeah, in the yeah, winter yeah. or yeah. summer? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the stats are and when that is. But yes, I think, could it be winter time, Natalia, that more sex is going on and so there's more babies born in the end of the summer i don't i don't quite know that one but yeah i think there must be some good studies on that but that's only you're right you know that's that's only the exclusively heterosexual people who are not procreating are probably having sex a lot more in fact there is some <laughs> information about frequency uh -huh. i could look it up for you to tell you i'll let okay. you know that's yes please one. please yeah. thank you yeah, good one. And just to come, right, we're, just to, let me just, let me just about I just how, want to, how often we should be having sex, Phil, but we'll wait on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are in what we call the awkward moment yeah. of the show, <laughs> where we say, yes, we do have to take a break. But before we go, Dr. Jane Fleischman, wh where did you be, where did you become a doctor? Where did you get your doctor? Uh, I went to the um, doctoral program at Widener University in Chester, Pennsylvania. And I got my master's in education in human sexuality, and then I went on to get my PhD there in human sexuality. Okay. That must have been the funnest group of <laughs> totally, classmates. Totally fun. <laughs> totally fun. Oh, my God. We had such a great time in sex school. Hi. And on Friday night, we're going to have a mixer. I mean. <laughs> you think this is fun. You should have seen our classes. It was great. <laughs> okay. Now, we, in fact, we'll take a break. We'll be back with more of Sex Matters with Dr. Jane Fleischman right after this. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. To play this game, you've got to be as sharp as a blade, as quick as a one-timer, as tough as plexiglass. Oh, and having a solid dental plan, that's probably a good idea, too. Hit the ice all season long right here on the UMass Sports Network. 1015-1400-1240 WHMP. Right in your town, maybe even in your neighborhood, an immigrant is building a new life, trying to find their way, all while learning a new language. The International Language Institute offers free English classes for immigrants and refugees, for true beginners and others, like students in our Bridge to College and Careers program. One of the nation's top language schools is right here, with free English classes for immigrants and refugees. The International Language Institute in downtown Northampton. I once had a customer who asked us to make a very special fruit basket. I want 25 pounds of bananas, he said, with a note attached that reads, I'm bananas over you. Will you marry me? You know, I've always wondered about their wedding cake. At State Street Market, we make fruit baskets. Of course we do. But just because it's a basket doesn't mean you've got to fill it with fruit. How about a basket filled with what, soda pop or microbrews? There are Chardonnay baskets, Merlot, Shiraz. Give us a price range and we'll fetch you a combination of bottles from the wine cellar that'll make someone dizzy with delight. Oh, we do baskets. Local goat cheeses and six kinds of crackers. Cookie baskets based on the cities of the world. Milano, Brussels. We've even put together the ingredients for the perfect minestrone. The fresh vegetables, the spice jar, the pasta. Hey, if you can dream it, State Street can put it in a basket. State Street Deli, State Street Fruit, State Street Wines and Spirits, Northampton delivery too.
Want to support the kind of local talk you hear on The Bill Newman Show? Want to hear your business's message here on WHMP? Email us, yourmessage at whmp.com. We'll help you craft a marketing message that'll reach listeners of your favorite WHMP show. And we'll be supporting the local news, valley talk, and progressive voices you hear right here on WHMP. Let us know about your message. Email us, yourmessage at whmp.com. And add your message to our mission. And hear your message right here on WHMP. Your message at whmp.com. First Night Northampton is back, live and in person. 21 family-friendly venues, over 100 performances from noon to midnight. Purchase your pins at firstnightnorthampton.org. Pick them up on the second floor of Thorns Marketplace on the 31st. Your pin opens every door at the largest performing arts festival in the state. Municipal parking lots are free, so join us for music, acrobats, DJs, comics, magicians, and so much more. There's also a fantastic fireworks display at 6 p.m. Northampton First Night, a place to be on New Year's Eve. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. And this is Sex Matters with Dr. Jane Fleischman, our show's resident sexologist. We were taking a quiz in the first segment uh, before I interrupted. Sorry about that. But (laughs) Dr. Jane, you have some more questions for us that we can, uh, well, show our ignorance or (laughs) share our knowledge, as the case may be. Natalia Uh, Munoz and Dan Torres and and I are, are game for what you have for us. Yes. Well, Bill, Natalia, and Dan, here's a little bit of a trick question. How often should a couple be having sex to be happy? A, one to two times a week. B, three to four times a week. C, more than five times a week. What do you think? Bill, you start. This is once again proof that it's not it's not your enemies who are the problem. It's your friends. (laughs) And I I I think there's a particular woman in this uh, community who is now screaming at their radio saying, You better get this right, Bill. Well, um, can I ask a, a, paranthe- a parenthetical question? Are we yeah, talking about cool. like between the ages of you know whatever and whatever? No, no. Just remember, in general. I it, remember, I gave you a little hint. It's a trick question. I would, say, I would say couple? none of the above. <laughs> oh, Bill. What about Bill. you, Natalia? Oh, my God. You got so excited, Jane, about Bill said. <laughs> I'm going to go with what Bill said, too. Yes. Dan, what do you think? What do you think? I do whatever Bill Newman tells me to do. <laughs> <laughs> Not on this segment, Dan. Oh, I'm Not sorry. on this I'm sorry, segment. Bill. <laughs> okay, Bill, there's a certain per- there's a certain woman in uh, this town who's going to be really proud of you. There was a problem with the question. In 2013, there was a book published called The Normal Bar, The Surprising Secrets of Happy Couples, blah, blah, blah. And it was based on some of their empirical research. They claimed that three to four times a week was the magic number for couples to be happy. But listen up, everyone. Many other sex researchers, including myself, disagree because the question has a value in promoting this quote-unquote normal standard. There's no normal when it comes to frequency. Because listen, it might lead to otherwise happy couples starting to like reevaluate their sexual lives against potentially unrealistic performance standards and expectations. We don't want that to happen. So I never use the word normal. I never use the word should. And if a couple is having sex one or two times a week, one or two times a month, five times a week, hallelujah for them. If it works for them, it's fantastic. You get what I'm saying? That's the key. It's about their own sense of satisfaction, not what some other someone out there puts on them that says you're not normal if you're doing it too much or too little, et cetera. I would think, and perhaps you have some studies on this, Dr. Jane, that where a couple is, or more than a couple, are together, uh, and the length of time they've been together actually would make a big difference. It seems to me that right at the beginning, uh, or if you say the first while, uh, there may right. be higher frequency, greater frequency than after, say, right. oh, you know, 25 right. or 30 years. What, what's, what <laughs> right. say you about that? Right. right. Well, well, when you first started your question, you said 
you know, wear a couple of those. I was thinking, ooh, in the kitchen. <laughs> I got excited about that. But I think what you're no, talking about is not. The, the evolution of the relationship, like that early limerence stage. You can't beat it, right? It's all the time. You just want to drop your pants whenever you see them. You're so excited. Later on, you get more used to each other. So you're not in that same stage. But what's interesting about what you asked, Bill, is frequency doesn't necessarily lead to satisfaction nor does duration. And we've really only touched the surface of this. Well, we've only touched the surface of a lot of things on this show, but we should talk about that more because frequency is not ever going to be my standard of how satisfied someone is, especially in a long-term relationship, because the frequency might be less than it was 6, 10, 15, 20 years ago. But the satisfaction and the intimacy might be just much stronger and that's what the studies about older adults in long-term relationships shows anybody over 60 that people are really much more interested in the intimacy that feeling of closeness much more than that <gasps> lust kind of thing that happens in the beginning well i think this is subject to bill. debate but why don't we move on to your next question <laughs> all right bill natalia dan have you ever read or heard of the children's book and tango makes three no. It was inspired by a pair of male chinstrap ping penguins in Central Park in the zoo um, in the city. And they raised a chick from an egg they'd been given to foster. So when we talked about queer animals on the show before, I asked this question, and I think you got it right, Bill. When was the first record of same-sex sexual activity in penguins? Ready? You knew that, a, Bill? I think it, he it's, did. It's a multiple guess. <laughs> <laughs> And remember, there's always a, a way out of these multiple choices. A, in 2000, when Tango was born in the Central Park Zoo. B, in 1913, when naturalists captured a flock of penguins in Antarctica and brought them to the Edinburgh Zoo, where they were decidedly bisexual, with sexual interest in both males and females. Or in 1911, when the explorer George Murray Levick discovered depraved, he called them depraved behavior, in wild Adelies in Antarctica, or D, ready gang, all of the above. Well, this was a question when it was discovered, so where, yeah. are we asking for the first? I'm going to go with uh, C, 1911, since somebody described it as depraved. Only, how could you, <laughs> depraved right. penguins. That's right. Uh, uh, that's, yeah, that's, well, you know, what about you, Natalia? What about you, Dan? Um, well, I think it was also in 1911. Okay. What about you? I, I agree Dan? with everything Newman has ever said. So. <laughs> Dan, 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 you got You got to come up with a different answer. Sir. I, well, I'll try. Oh, 1913, just for the heck. 1913, because Newman okay. just told me to well, do that. Well, in 1911, when that explorer, George Murray Levick, became completely obsessed with the Adelie penguin colony, and one of the historians talked about him and said, when the birds first 30 seconds, arrived, Jane. <laughs> you can tell the mounting excitement that he has. It's palpable in the pages, and it blows his mind, speaking of Levick. He was particularly taken by the extreme sexual behavior displayed by the young ones. He called them hooligans. I'll oh, stop there. Okay. <laughs> We're going to leave it there. This has been Sex Matters Woo. with Dr. Jane Fleischman and her uh, co cohort, <laughs> Natalia Munoz. You've done very well, very well. Thanks, Jane. And Dan Torres. Thank you all so very much. <laughs> Bye-bye, gang. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. Do you love fishing, swimming, or boating, but hate the trash you find? Do you want to help protect clean water and wildlife? Whether you live near the Deerfield River, Millers, Westfield, Chicopee, or Connecticut, your local river needs you. Join the Connecticut River Conservancy and help us protect our rivers. Our rivers belong to all of us, and each of us has a responsibility. Together, we can make a difference. Learn more about what you can do at ctriver.org. Forbes Library Outreach Delivery Service caters to residents of any age who are homebound due to short or long-term disability in Northampton, Florence, and Leeds. A volunteer will deliver your specific requests or select materials for you based on your interests. 
we offer books, magazines, CDs, DVDs, and puzzles. Call 413-587-1019 or sign up at ForbesLibrary.org slash outreach. Talk for Northampton and the Valley since 1950. WHMP Northampton. WHMQ Greenfield. Northampton Radio Group Station. It's